0: Hello friends, welcome back to the TFC Audio Project. On this episode of Health Conversations, my guest is Clayton Weekly. Clayton's a foot nerd, a mobility coach, he's obsessed with rock climbing, and he's been on the podcast before, so I won't need to introduce him more than that. We connected and had a conversation about building habits, dialing in a morning routine, the pros and cons of working from home during strange times like this, and how to build a better relationship with social media. Really enjoyed the chat with Clayton, and I hope you find it valuable. This episode of the show is sponsored by our new page at thefootcollective.com called Footwear Partners. It features a continually expanding list of footwear companies from around the world that align with us on a mission of making shoes that are good for your feet and good for the planet. These companies have generously offered discounts to the TSC community and and by purchasing footwear using the discount code or links on, this, on, the, on that page, it helps to support TFC app with funding generated from every purchase so that we can keep the app free and avoid ever having to put ads everywhere in order to keep the ad running and continue developing it. Check out thefootcollective.com, click on the footwear partners page to check that out. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the Roasters Pack. Our team at TFC head office are big fans of coffee before 11 a.m., And this unique Canadian company provides a subscription service that delivers you three awesome coffees to your door each month and also gives you the story behind the craft roasters that created them. Check out theroasterspack.com, use the code FOOT at checkout, and you'll get seven bucks off your first month of any subscription. Last but not least, this episode of the show is sponsored by our travel partner, Nanook Protective Hard Cases, which we use to transport gear to and from our seminars and workshops. They make super high quality hard cases in Canada that can keep your electronics safe when you travel. And you can check out their website at nanuk.com. That's it for sponsors. Let's dig into this episode. Hope you enjoy. It's the TFC Audio Project. Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the show. My guest today on this episode of Health Conversations is Clayton Weekly, aka Clayton.moves on Instagram. Clayton is a foot nerd. He is the guy that's behind the, the USA division of the Foot Collective in terms of product sales. Um, and he's just an all-around awesome human being. Clayton, thanks for taking the time this morning and uh, welcome to the show.
1: Heck yeah, man. It's always always quality time getting to share time and space with you. So thank you.
0: Hey, likewise, man, and it's cool to be able to connect, you know, everyone in the network, although we have to battle with time zones with, you know, Felix in Germany, James in Australia. I'm pretty amazed at how well we're able to kind of navigate those spaces because we've been connected quite a bit <laughs> now that right. we've got so much free time. So. Totally. Yeah. so in case anyone, so Clayton's been on the podcast several times before, but in case someone doesn't know who Clayton Weekly is, maybe give the 60-second Cole note, Cole's notes on uh, who you are, what you're about, and you know what gets you out of bed in the morning.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'll give you the elevator pitch. Um, so basically, uh, I've always loved movement. Um, I've always been into uh just you know sports like I have a swing, soccer, you know, just like moving my body and, and being active. But when I was younger, I had like a pretty, pretty bad back injury that kind of messed me up. But just being young and resilient, you kind of go to PT, you go to chiropractic, you get a massage and you're just kind of fine. But then as I got into you know young adulthood and working a desk job and sitting all the time, I had like a lot of debilitating symptoms come up and it really took the wind out of my sails. Um, I really made me depressed, made me just feel kind of helpless. And that's kind of what started my journey on taking responsibility and the initiative on learning how to fix and solve my pain. And, you know, a lot of it is mobility training, but a lot of it's also mindset and kind of stacking a lot of other, like a lot of other healthy stuff on top of that. So that's kind of, uh, how I got to where I am. And, you know, I'm absolutely infatuated with rock climbing. Um, I've been doing a lot of balance beam work with like, you know, uh, TFC beam, and uh, I'm excited to get into slack lining and some other, you know, just different modalities of movement and falling in love with them. Powerful. Uh, I think what you that whole, I don't
0: know if you've rehearsed that before, but that was very well said, because I think just talking about taking back responsibility after going through this kind of period of time where you face struggles and you get frustrated, you go to all the right people they are well-intentioned and do their best to help you. But at the end of the day, you know, you are really the only person that can take the, the primary role in your health. And in terms of like just reclaiming responsibility through understanding, once you're aware, and once you have a basic understanding, some tools to work on, then it's just put in the work every day. And like you said, the mindset of just being like, my body's adaptable, I just have to know the right things to do. And more importantly, sometimes what not to do and, and things work out well. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's a really powerful lesson and, and it's cool to hear people's stories because that's oftentimes where people in this world come from is I had my own issues. I figured them out. I wasn't getting the right help. And now I just want to share that with other people so that hopefully they can do the same. You know? yeah, it's and it's super powerful.
1: And, you know, I think that's a thing too, is, is, the people that share those stories and share where they came from, like that that's where the real value comes in, in terms of like real human connection. Um, and it, it's, I don't know, it's just been a, a journey and learning through that, the, the trials and the frustration of it, you know, cause it's frustrating when you're, when you're trying to solve a problem, you're like, I just want this fixed, but it's going to take longer than we anticipate. But it's also like on the flip side of the coin, it's also simpler, a lot of times than we think, you know, it's just stacking these simple things on top of each other. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, pr- it's pretty cool how you you realize that, but you could read all the books, you could listen to all the podcasts, you could do, you know, all the things, but until you actually implement and, and walk through that door and actually put these things into practice and like get that compounding interest of like, you know, putting in days and days and days of, you know, these small little changes, then you start to actually realize the potential and the power to change. And then it just and then you just run with it because then you have that intrinsic feeling of like, Oh wow, this shit works.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we tried a couple of days ago uh, doing sort of a, a discussion over Instagram live uh, but the audio kept cutting out and I'm, I'm assuming Instagram just doesn't have the bandwidth to deal with so many people doing Instagram lives these days with, I mean, it's kind of one of the only options for a lot of people to connect and <clears throat> create content uh, because we can't connect uh, physically. So but it ended up working out for the best because now we can do a full podcast and have a longer conversation um, about it. So, you know, problem the topic solved. That,
1: <laughs> problem solved, there you go.
0: There's always a silver lining. Um, and what we talked about in terms of a topic to talk about was, um, you know, how to how like self-care during quarantine and making the best of of the scenario. Right. So using the time wisely that you now have available. And one thing we also talked about um, or that we will talk about is you know, the pros and cons of doing remote work, because there's good and bads by being able to work at home. And also talking about social media in general, like having a healthy relationship with it, how best to use it to create positivity. Um, So maybe let's dig into, you know, what are you doing these days um, to keep healthy and keep sane in this very weird time that we're in right now? Like, what are your and dude, I love your habit tracker. Let's talk dude, about thanks.
1: that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So that's from Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear. Um, basically, anyone I work with in a coaching capacity, whether in the mentorship or just like single coaching sessions, like habit tracking and Atomic Habits has kind of been like bread and butter for for me, and and it's what what's really worked a lot. And I try and share that with people. And the the thing is, it's just so damn simple. Like it's just right. it, it's like the simplest concept. It's like you know, that, that what, you know, gets tracked, gets measured and, you know, and, and then you can actually have the awareness to change. Like, that's the thing. If you're trying to improve your relationship with money, if you're trying to improve your relationship with anything or like lose weight or or do whatever, like you just have to decide what are the measurables, what are the things I'm going to track and then track those things and then just stack days and days and days back to back. And the the one cool thing is that you start to see this visual representation of like, this is the kind of person I am, I'm the type of person who gets up at this time, I'm the type of person that does this, I'm the type of person that, you know, and you start to stack these things. And then you just start to actually, you know, feel and believe and embody like, hey, I'm the type of person that meditates that does endurance training every day that does my mobility training every day that does, you know, writing and reading, like whatever you decide you want to improve, you just start to see that and feel that and then you just start to cast more and more votes for that's the type of person I am so that that's the one thing I really like and you don't have to have anything fancy like I, I literally just printed off the free like I have the book but I printed off the free habit tracker template and I just use that and it's it's been it's been really really helpful
0: amazing so what's on Clayton Weekly's habit tracker right now
1: yeah dude right now so it's cool because I just got to you know evaluate in March and kind of see like where i shit the bed and you know <laughs> and the thing is too like you're you're human like we're all human so it's like i i don't beat myself up on like why did i miss so many days of this like i think and i think people don't take enough time to really sit with like what what got in the way what what tripped me up what was a stumbling block they just see that and are like oh well i'm i'm shit at that so right. guess I'm, you know guess i'm really bad at that and it's like no like dig deeper, like think about like, what was it? Like, did you pick the wrong time? Did you pick like, was it too much of a barrier? Like, did you say you wanted to read for 30 minutes? But like, that is just such a daunting idea. Like, did you did you make it too big? Did you make it like, like, whatever it is, right? So for me, I'll just read it off. Um, Daily cars, daily endurance, daily beam session, meditation in the a.m. and p.m., uh avoiding cracking my back or neck because I've had issues with just like habitually like 30 times I would crack my neck or back and it just let the issues um posting on Instagram every day, uh sharing a story story with my email list, reading every day and writing every day. So I and again it's been fun because like I started doing this in January. Um and it's been like each month I get to reflect on like, okay, what did I fall short on? And then why did I fall short on that? and then re reconfigure that for the next month so Uh, yeah that's so
0: powerful and and you're right i think too often we take this black and white thinking approach where it's like either i crushed it or i sucked and i'm just not good at that but yeah we fail to realize that there's a big gray zone in the middle which is self-examination of like okay if i wasn't able to meet this goal or to string together a bunch of days where i was meditating every day like Really reflect what is stopping me from doing that? am I intimidated by doing it or am I not finding the time? am I just not prioritizing it and like you said, what gets recorded gets changed or at least gives you the opportunity to evaluate right. those kinds of things and and that's why something like you said it's super basic you're just writing things down and checking off when you do them each day and it really is like a concrete way of examining your behaviors because the thing about habits is you don't actually know you're doing them unless you're really tuning into your behaviors. So I think that's super powerful from a coaching perspective, especially because you're empowering people to develop their own... Like the habit tracker is a habit. And you develop the habit of looking at the habit tracker to make sure that you're going in the right direction. It's basically a rudder. Okay, I'm going to create this rudder because this is an outline of the kind of person I want to be. I might not be that person right now, but this is the kind of person I want to be. I want to be the person who prioritizes joint hygiene every day, who prioritizes maintaining my mental health practice through some meditation. And to expect that you're going to be that person tomorrow would be silly. But at least you have a rudder to guide you of that's where I want to go. I'm going to be nice to myself because sometimes we treat ourselves so shitty, right? Like no (laughs) one thinks they're an asshole, but sometimes (laughs) they're an asshole to themselves because they don't consider themselves like a person that they're, that they're having some sort of mindset or, or towards, right?
1: Right. Like if you right. just treat
0: yourself like you treat others and do it kindly, like that makes the journey way easier.
1: Yeah. I want to give you another real life example. So, um, we had talked about this. Like, we had a call, you, me, and James, and uh, we were talking about, like, all right, well, what are we struggling with? And, you know, because we talk about this and, like, well, what are you personally struggling with? And for me, it was, uh, and especially during this time of, like, you know, being quarantined and, like, your schedule being completely uprooted and not having any structure. Uh, I've been struggling with waking up on time and like hitting the snooze and the alarm. So I'm just like, you know, I used to be good at this. Like, what the heck? Like, why am I struggling with this? Why am I snoozing until, you know, seven, thirty, seven 8.00 AM? Like, why am I just keep doing this? And so instead of just being pissed at myself and thinking that, oh, I'm just not a morning person, you know, cause I have, I, I, I used to get up at 5.00 AM and I used to do these different things and it was fine, but that's not the, that's not the normal we're living in now. So I have to reevaluate and restructure. So I realized uh, after I thought about it and reflected on it, I looked at my alarm list and I had the 5, 5.15. You know, <laughs> like, all, all, like I had uh, hundreds of alarms. I'm like, oh my God, I have so many just easy outs and like clickable right. solutions that when I, uh, you know, I'm tired when I wake up. Guess what? Like you're gonna feel tired when you wake up. Like everyone does, like it's just normal. So, you know, I would just roll over and then like on the iPhone toggle like three more alarms with the green bar and like, <laughs> okay, go back to sleep. So I literally took like the four and a half minutes to delete every alarm that I had, and there was like probably like seventy five one, you know, like on there. (laughs) Just like, hey, hey Siri, set an alarm for like this, you know, and it would do like five oh eight, right? Yeah, five oh eight, like just (laughs) like. (laughs) So, um, but anyways, uh, so I just deleted all those, and that was just a way to kind of remove the the negative cue of just like clicking that button to do that so again it's not like rocket science it's not crazy and there's no like fast track solution for everyone but you just have to kind of spend time looking at what is your environment like your immediate environment your bedroom your your phone alarms like your distractions all these things you just have to kind of set up your environment so you have like the highest possible success rate of doing the thing that you want to do
0: yeah that's so because i went through the same thing last week I, was, I wasn't getting everything done that I wanted to do each day. And at the end of the day, I found myself just destroying the explore feed on Instagram. And then after like 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm like, what am I? I Where never, am
1: I? What I, corner I of the internet am
0: I in? Like, <laughs> yeah, like how did I get in this deep hole in the matrix? I do not even, even know I was in the matrix. And, and then I realized like, I'm not writing down my daily agenda at the sweet spot. That first hour in the morning for me is the sweet spot to have clarity. I'm right. not writing that down. So I'm just kind of doing shit half-assed. And then at a certain point, I get frustrated because there's so much, there's such a lack of clarity that I'm just like, ah, well, I'll just go on Instagram. And it's, and, but it wasn't until I kind of tried to realize why am I doing this? Like, why is my brain wanting novelty to cover up something that I'm not dealing with? And it's because I'm not doing something in the morning that I'm used to doing. And, and you just be nice to yourself, but always seek to optimize and find out, okay, if I'm not doing a habit that I know I should be doing, or I'm doing something that I know I shouldn't. What could be the potential cause? Yeah,
1: dude, exactly. And it's two-step. Step Step one, be nice to yourself. Step two, like, reconfigure, optimize. Like, like, that's it. And I think people just get hung up on not even doing step one. They're just like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. And they just, like, stop at that. And you're like, all right, well, you're never going to, you know, progress if you don't, like, be kind to yourself first. And then, you know, take the steps on the whole self
0: deprecating conversations with yourself, that itself is a habit. Because when you get into that groove, it's really easy to ride that groove. And it's hard to get out. And it's not until you like, almost really are mindful of reinforcing positive mindset, you know, being kind to yourself and knowing that, okay, I'm trying to practice these habits, I'm not going to be perfect at them right now. Um, But it doesn't give me an out to just keep doing the bullshit without evaluating it. I just have to Pick one little tiny thing to work on, get that win, and then roll that over into, okay, well, now I'm going to try for this. And Dude, once they string together, it's like a superpower. When you see all those X's building in your habit tracker, or you see all these check marks of things that you're like, well, I wanted to wake up 5 a.m. I did, I did my walk. I did my meditation. And it's like, wow, I just accomplished like so much in the first two hours of my day. I got to keep this rolling and remembering totally. that feeling so that the next day when the alarm goes, you're like, I got to get that feeling again. Cause I remember how it was yesterday.
1: Yeah, and it it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And you know, the one thing I'll, I'll share another real life example. Um, you know, I I think last week I was in a, a bit of a funk, and I think a lot of people were, you know, because they're just like, all right, I'm just trying to get the bearings and get my footing on this new terrain that is, you know, reality right now. Um, yeah. But uh, some of my old habits was if I were to be like down or feeling a funk or depressed or whatever, I would just like take a nap, and then I'd. I'd feel guilty about taking that nap. Like, Oh, I should be doing more. So (laughs) this past week I I found myself in that. I was like, I just need a nap. And I took a nap and I, and I felt guilty, but I was like, you know, what? I just need to like literally pull myself out of this, this hole, this funk. Um, And, and, and I just looked at the things that I know help, right? Like meditation, going for a walk, beam session. So like literally like when we talked, I had just got out of a session of, putting on some classical music on Spotify, get on the beam for like a whole, like, you know, I think it was like Claire de Lune or something, you know, and you know, I'm just like listening to classical music on the beam, like focusing on one point, like tuning into my breath. And, and then I went for a walk and I was just like, wow, like I, I salvaged the day, you know, it wasn't like a total, you know, shit storm. in, in terms of like beating myself up, I was like, yeah, I didn't get as much done as I want, but like, when it hit 1130, I actually started to turn my day around. And I think that that's like, we're just we just kind of have to do that. Because these days, like being in like, you know, social distancing and quarantine, like you're, it's just so hard to like, have a normal book to the day, like, here's my start, here's the end of the day, because like, most of the day is virtual now, like, you know, whether you're hanging out mm-hmm. with friends, or, you know, having work meetings, or like client calls, or whatever, like, it's it's all online. So I think it's super, super important to establish those tangible bookends to the day so that you can kind of know when it's over.
0: Yeah, I agree. And let's roll into like, remote work, because it's gonna be interesting, like when when a massive group of the population is forced to change the way that they do things. So a lot of people are working remotely working from home, because they have no other choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's gonna leave us with a different world on the other side of this, where remote work is going to be looked at as something that is a a much um, more available option, right? When you're, sometimes you're forced to change shit and then you realize, wow, this actually isn't that bad. But I was kind of thinking the other day, you know, like I work from home and what are the struggles that I've had and and what are the pros and cons? Because obviously there's, there's some of both. Hmm. I think the pros, you can engineer your environment, right? You want to walk around barefoot? Well, no one's going to tell you not to. <laughs> right. um, and you can engineer your environment for movement, you know, so that you have, you can sit, you can squat, you can kneel, and you're not stuck in this confined, like you got to wear the costume, you got to sit at the desk. Like we don't have those constraints.
1: Social but, expectations of it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a big plus. Any other pros that, I mean, the commute too. For some people, if you commute two hours a day, that is just like, I think a lot of people are finding ways to use that commute time, whether it's podcasts or whatever. But in general, commuting time is just a drain of human energy. And the fact Dude. that you don't have that variable, I think a lot of people right there, there's an hour per day, a free hour, that you don't have to spend in a metal ball that you can put towards good use.
1: Yeah. Uh, and actually I found that. So like, I, I, I have a, a couple of jobs. I wear a couple of different hats, but like in my other job, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working from home for that job. Now, I'm fortunate enough to do that. Um, you know, and, and like my wife was saying, oh, wow, I mean, you're going to get this, this commute time back. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure that will be nice. And like, it is like when my day's over, it's done, you know, and, yep. you know, for, for that job, you know, for my, my other job, and like work for myself, it's kind of like, a little bit different. But um, yeah, and I, I, I get that time back. And it's it's cool, because, you know, some people will wake up in the morning and shower to get kind of like, say, Okay, here's my day start, you know, get out of the pajamas that you slept in and put on your new pajamas, because you want to be comfortable. <laughs> but like, it's like, a it's a definitive, like, okay, I'm starting my day. But for me, I know that, I'm either going to do like a mobility class uh, over my lunch hour, or I'm going to go for a run over my lunch hour and I'm going to be sweaty and I'm going to come home and shower. And, you know, so it's just kind of like a a nice opportunity where I have that time to like run or walk or, you know, train over my lunch hour. And then when I come home, like I- I'm home, I'm already home. So that's, that's kind right. of like a huge plus, but if you don't take time to kind of structure that and plan that out, then you'll kind of just like, eh, like, loosely scroll through instagram over your lunch hour or eh, kind of just mess around and then before you know it, that hour is gone um whereas just you know if you're saying hey on tuesday i'm doing this on thursday i'm doing this on friday i'm doing that at this time it's way more specific and you'll actually do it
0: yeah i agree because it's just as easy as it is to use that time constructively which i i think is the less easier path but the way more beneficial one it's also easier to just be like, well, I don't have to drive. So I'm going to sleep in an extra hour longer, or I'm just going to lounge around and do sweet nothing for that time because I don't need to drive. So it's really about being mindful of how are you using the extra time? Because obviously a lot of people would rather not have the extra time. They'd rather be working or have less financial stress put on. But at the same time, if you can't change something, then figure out a way to change what you have control over. And one thing you have control over is where you're where you're spending your attention, and how you're spending your time. Because I'm some people that I'm talking to are like, yeah, the days are just blowing by. And it's like, are you doing more? Or are you just, is the day just kind of going into a blur? Because there's a lack of structure. And I think it's really easy to get into, it's a slippery slope, if you're not really being mindful, which is all the more reason to think of what you're doing during the day.
1: 100%. And I'm going to kind of take this opportunity to talk about the different uh, you know, uh, w- being productive versus like turning your brain off. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I think in this time there's a lot of pressure, uh, you know, socially to be like, Hey, use this time to be productive or use this time to do this or start this side hustle or do this thing or, or start that project. And it's like, that can feel overwhelming because you can see it coming from all angles. And, you know, like, I think we're in very similar spaces where a lot of people who, follow the TFC or, you know, physios or chiropractors or, you know, strength coaches, you know, personal trainers, you know, or people just who love movement. So I think being in this world that we're in, we see a lot of people moving all their stuff to online. And then you start that comparison bias of like, well, shit, I should be doing more, you know, like, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And it's just like, it that that can feel pretty daunting and draining. So I think something that I keep circling back to is, spending time doing and spending time being, you know, and those are yeah. those are two things. And I actually talked to my uh, friend and client Tyler about that a lot. Um, Tyler being on Instagram, and uh, we he, he, he talked about that concept when you're when you're out of balance, when you're spending too much time doing, 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 creating, creating, working, 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 and pumping out all the stuff, but you don't spend enough time like being like just reflecting, going on a walk without any expectation, just like, you know, just doing these things that you're spending time, you're thinking, you're, almost like sympathetic and parasympathetic. If you're just spending all your time exercising and you don't ever take time to sleep or recover or rest, like you're not going to have optimal digestion. You're not going to you know, have long-term potentiation of your thoughts. You're not going to have like all these things that happen when you just spend time being as opposed to just always doing, doing, doing. So I think it's important to be able to identify where you fall on that. Like, are you out of balance with the the doing and the being and to try and like recalibrate that. So, you yep. know, I, agree I, I think it's just important to do that and you know one of the things is like and this would be like a tip for for anyone is to make a list of all the things that you want to do and want to work on like just put it all out there's just like a huge just like brain dump right like so i'll, I'll give you an example for me um you know i want to play more music i want to play my guitar i want to play my bass i want to play my ukulele i want to sing um, i want to read more like the books i want to read i want to listen to more podcasts i want to you know, go on walks, um, I want to do more endurance training with running, uh, being in nature more, um, I want to get good at uh, finding and foraging for mushrooms, like, you know, all these things that I want to do, and just make a list of those things. And just try and work those things into your day into your weeks. Um, and if you hit that threshold where it's like, all right, I've been doing too much doing, then throw in some being like, watch Tiger King, you know, go go for a walk, like meditate, like, you know, eat like really shitty food, like whatever you want, like, you know, just right. take time to just like unplug mentally, physically, and just like lay on the couch. Like so, And I think that there's just like a balance between those two things. A hundred percent there is.
0: And the funny thing is people sacrifice the being to get more doing done. But if you don't do the being part, like prioritizing the being when you need it is actually what improves the quality of what you do when you're doing Yeah, it's like I almost find and actually I do this I schedule in the time for doing nothing and I've actually learned that doing nothing is an art Right, like you have to build skill who thought that you'd have to build the skill of doing nothing because it is If you're always used to being turned on and doing stuff It's really hard to just initially at least To just be and not be consumed by thoughts of things that you should be doing And, you know, initially, I think it's helpful for people to actually literally schedule that time in like this 30 minutes in the morning is sacred time. There is nothing that will pooch in on that because I know if I don't go for my 30 minute walk in the morning and do maybe 10 minutes of meditation, I'm not going to get the other shit done that I need to, to the level of quality I want to. And I think scheduling it in as a hard non-negotiable initially can be sort of the training wheels that eventually get you to a point where you know you get the feeling right when like I don't know about you but sometimes I'll be doing work and I'll literally start to feel my brain is not firing as crisply I'm getting a bit anxious in terms of I need to go out and move and when you learn to interpret that internal signal you can you can reconnect with when you know you need to just decompress and have a half an hour or an hour of just doing nothing in order to refresh you but until then schedule it in. I I'm, I think it's so powerful initially.
1: Yeah. And 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 you're talking about just like being in tune with what, what are your kind of like, physical cues that kind of pop up, you know, like, I, I know that if I'm getting frustrated, or like, uh, spinning my wheels mentally, not sure like what to do next, like, I know that that's a that's a sign. That's a cue for me to like, I, I got to take action on doing something. I need a reset. And it could be you know, a walk, it could be, you know, meditation, it could be a balance beam session, it could be, you know, I just need to run for 10 minutes or something, you know, it yeah. could be whatever. But like just becoming more familiar with like what are your cues, that's just going to be helpful for you.
0: Cause I know times where I've fought it and just tried to like keep pushing through the times where I'm getting, where I know um, I'm not in as, as optimal of a state. And then you look back, you're like, wow all those shitty decisions or that crappy email I sent or, you know, getting snappy with someone that was just because I was fighting it and I should have just taken a walk or watched something silly or whatever. It can literally be anything. Sometimes I have this thing now where I'll take a, one of the wood maple beams, I'll grab a Dremel and I'll just draw lines in it almost like termite lines. And it's literally a form of like peaceful meditation where my brain can go on autopilot. I'm still doing something Mm -hmm. that I, that has like an artistic side to it. So I'm still playing with some creative stuff but i'm not there's no expectations i'm more or less just focusing on being human at that time and breathing and just trying to do nothing and mm-hmm. it's just like a muscle the more you do that and connect with what it actually feels like to just disconnect and have no expectations and not ruminate on things that you should be doing the better you get at it and it's very it's very it's a very powerful skill to build who would have thought that doing nothing would be a skill and I always find it ironic where people are like, yeah, I went to the silent r- retreat. Uh, it was like $4,000 $4, for the week. I'm like, oh, what did, what did you do? Well, I did nothing.
1: <laughs> I did <like> <laughs> grand
0: to do nothing, but literally. And, the, and at the end it of that- It was sick, like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, they're like, it sounds silly, but it was so worth it. Right. Because spending the money is what gave you permission to actually just do the shit that you were there to do, which is disconnect from everything. <laughs>
1: yeah man it's it, it's funny it just gets back to like the simplest things or the most helpful things like i I've been spending a lot more time in nature. I'd say in the past, well, shit man, probably since Costa Rica, like just like being fully immersed in nature, I'm like, oh my God, I need more of this in my life, and it's it's in there too like I mean there there are so many aspects of that retreat that you know I was able to kind of like bottle up, compartmentalize, and like take back to Pittsburgh to the states and to be able to implement and you know like I, I live. Walkable to you know a park like we went on that we went in that park. I took you um, when you were in town, and I just go there now like all the time. And you know, just spending time like you know, you're, we're walking. We're we're trying to get like you know our ten thousand steps in for the day, uh, but at the same time, we'll pause and we'll just be like, "Wow, look at this fucking tree!" Like yeah, you know, or like or like right, right, yeah. like wow, look at this moss coming up off the roots. Like wow, look how expansive this root system is, and just like taking time to just be around all the things that you just gloss over, like visually and, and, you know, just spend time and just like, you know, be amazed at what is always around you.
0: Right. And it's like, I think the term being present gets used and thrown around a lot. It's like a a buzzword, like mobility or like meditation, but
1: mindfulness. Yeah. It's, it's got burnt. Yeah. It's like almost like burnt out because people say it so much,
0: but I think we need to rescue it because it is the best word for it. It's like, just be here now. Don't be, and like, obviously you're here now physically, but I think most of the time, mentally, people are completely checked out. They're either thinking in they're thinking behind them, or they're thinking in front of them. They're not thinking about where they are and just appreciating the shit that that they have available to them. Like literally, Felix recommended this book by George Haskell, um, where he literally writes about four or five pages on a certain day about a one meter by one meter piece of land, and. That might not seem like much, but literally, this entire book is just his observations of, you know, looking really deeply, like microscopically, at the ants or the life that's in this one meter by one meter square in a forest, and he wrote an entire book about it. So it shows that there's a shitload of stuff out there that, if you're tuned in and paying attention, that you can appreciate. But I think we just, you know, it's almost like our normal attentional span is so shallow. That we've never actually explored the depths of detail and things to be grateful for or appreciate. That is all around us all the time, and when you do that and you start diving a little bit deeper, it's extremely rewarding.
1: Yeah, Uh, you know, and I and I think in our culture uh, that you know we're 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 getting conditioned to have these like short, shorter and shorter and shorter attention spans, and you know these like shorter reward loop systems that are just kind of being like hammered into you know our our mindset. And I, I was actually I did a walk talk with my friend, Dean, uh, Dean Bogg, who does this, uh, a neighborhood series on Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, it, it's just amazing. Like he, it, it's like if humans of New York, uh, was a video series and also like really, really funny and endearing and, and nice, yeah. So like, he's just Objective. a quality. Yeah, man. He's, I'll send you the link. He's a quality human being, but like he, uh, you know, we were talking about this thing where he was concerned, like, Hey, I mean, like who's going to take the time to watch a 15 minute, youtube you know episode or something and i was like well you know what like i think initially like you know people are just so conditioned to you know having the the tiktok size you know attention span but i think it's, it's the pendulum swings back you know it, and and like we're going to crave deeper more meaningful depth in terms of like conversations in terms of the content we view in terms of like education like whatever it is like we're going to swing so far into these bite-sized microscopic attention spans that we're going to just be like, man, I need that deep connection again. And so when that, when that craving comes and like, you're you're just going to be there with your, with your artwork. So, you know, I I, I was talking with him about utilizing Instagram to get people in the door in terms of like watching his longer content. And it's just like really, really taken off. And uh, you know, I think that people are going to want that. And you know, if you can still, stay true to that and, and give people that, that deeper depth, like when they're ready to dive in, then, then it's there.
0: Yeah. We're, we're literally living in an age of distraction where we're training our brains to have a shorter and shorter attention span in like inadvertently. People don't know we're doing this, but we are based on, based mostly on the fact that billions of dollars is spent distracting us. Like it's profitable to distract humans. Now to steal attention is a commodity And if you steal, if you're really good or you have a product that's really good at stealing people's attention, you can make a lot of money. And that creates a really weird space where, you know, under the hood, our attention spans have shrunken and just reading something for an hour straight and engaging with it without distraction for a lot of people is very difficult because just like training your mind to be able to pay attention to something for a certain period of time is something you need to train you can also train it in the wrong direction. And the problem is most people aren't even aware they're doing that.
1: Right. They're just reinforcing those bad, like, you know, loops, right.
0: And the... it's making it harder to actually train it. Cause they're like, well, I'm going to read a book for an hour, but then after like 10 minutes, they just go on Instagram and then they're done. It's kind of like they've tapped out, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting too. It, it was the moment that I realized like how poor my uh, ability to focus and intention was, was, uh, and it was actually after I started doing more meditation and, and doing more walks. And again, these like bite-sized things, like just meditating for five minutes and and doing that every day. Um, I, I realized that it hit me like uh, like a brick in the face. I was at a stoplight and I was listening to a podcast um, and it was a really good podcast. I was really digging it. I hit the stoplight. I pull up my phone to check Instagram at the stoplight. Like, just like, <laughs> I, never, I never text when I drive. I never did like, but if I'm at a stoplight, I'm like, oh, I've got like, however long the stoplight is like 45 seconds or whatever and i'm like i'm just scroll through instagram and then i I stopped i was like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) like you know (laughs) and like that's when i kind of realized that wow like i Am really like just addicted to like being distracted, like being entertained, you know? Right. And like, dude, addicted. I have those
0: moments all the time. And it's not <laughs> about never having the moments. Like, I, I guess we should say an underlying theme of this whole thing is anything, any bad habits you talk about, you and me do our fair share of them totally still. And totally. it's just a matter of recognizing when you do it. But yeah, man, I mean, I, I started reading this book called Irresistible, and it talked about our behavioral addiction to screens. and. I realized that after a couple of days of like reading for 30 minutes, I stopped reading it and I had to really think of why. And it was because I realized this book is calling me on all my bullshit. And <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like scared of it <laughs> because one of the things that freaked me out was, okay, if we were place, if you go around and walk around or go on a bus or a public space or even a restaurant and you look around, there's a ton of people looking at their phones, not even engaging with each other, looking at their phones. And I think everyone knows that and realizes it and sees it. So it's obvious. But one thing that this, um, that this book talked about is like, okay, if we replaced um, phones with cocaine, and you look around and everyone's doing cocaine everywhere, everywhere that you look, it would be coffee. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like, we have a big problem. Mm -hmm. Right. But phones have become so normalized, like literally more people have a behavioral addiction than don't. And so the new norm is it's okay to be behavior it's okay to have a behavioral addiction to your phone because it's the no- because the majority of people have that but it doesn't take away the fact that that is causing massive harm long term in people's mental health yeah and it totally like, it shocked me i was like holy shit i've looked at it as something very innocent oh yeah people love looking at their phones but like it's a behavioral addiction that's causing people long term negatives but we can't stop and this yeah. is a big friggin problem
1: and, you know, I, I think it's worth kind of like putting a pin in what you said there is like, you know, hey, this isn't like, you know, we're not exempt from feeling this way or, or having these happen. Like, I think the, the power comes in it, like, can you recognize it when you're five minutes in the hole? As opposed yeah. to like five weeks. You know, like if you are like and like yeah. it's crazy to think about, but like that's the thing. And like that's that's meditation in a nutshell. Like when your mind wanders, when you think about like that, you know, that old you know, boyfriend or girlfriend you had in seventh grade, you're like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. And you're like, why the heck am I thinking of this? I'm trying to meditate. Like, you know, if the quicker you can identify and like witness the thinking and yep. then get back to the meditation. That's great. That's a really good rep. That's a really good rep in getting back to focus. So if you can identify when you're in a state of consumption in terms of just like mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, you have scrolled through everything, you've already seen this stuff, you're still scrolling, like (laughs) then then you're in a state of consumption. And and if you can identify when you're five minutes in, you can be like, oh, okay, wow, that was just kind of, I was in a hole there. All right, let's go do something else. And, And that's fine. Like, that's what it's all about. It's not about like never mindlessly consuming it's not about never like watching shitty tv it's not about like never just you know staring at your phone and not wondering why you're it. like keep doing that but like if it's bringing you like unhappiness and like you're comparing yourself to people and you're just like wishing things were different and, and then you're just like still scrolling like that's when that's when you know that you can kind of identify it and then switch gears
0: yeah and i think the one thing they talk about that makes phones especially slippery is like okay say you eat um, you eat Smarties and you love Smarties and at a certain point, you're like, well, I'm eating so many Smarties it's causing me problems. Well, you can just not buy Smarties and not have them in the house, not buy them at the grocery store. The problem with the phone is that you can't like you, me, a lot of people use their phone as a work tool that is non-negotiable, right? So you, right. Have, you don't have to use every app on your phone, but you have to use your phone. And just the act of needing to pick up your phone means that you're automatically being forced to engage. It's like, being forced to touch Smarties every day, even though you're not allowed to eat them. Right, right, right. That's what makes it extra hard. And so you have to dig even deeper to figure out, like one of my things that I did, which was infinitesimally small, but made a massive difference in my overall productivity and happiness, was I took my emails icon on my phone and put it like three screens away from the home screen. Mm -hmm. So that I have to intentionally look at that or I don't even, and even better now, I don't even look at emails on my phone. When I go on my laptop and I'm doing a session with emails, that's when I'll engage with emails. I don't use it as something that's constantly in my pocket. It's not even on my radar anymore. And that's that amazing. small change in engineering your digital interface can literally be a massive frame shift in in just how you interact with that phone so exactly and
1: and like that's the thing like i I think people think of it as such extremes they're like well i'm going off social media i'm taking a social media detox i'm doing this and you're like that (laughs) that's such a it's like i'm on or i'm off i'm succeeding or i'm failing like it's so binary thinking it's yeah and it's it's so damning in a way and then it's like well no let me just like let me just tweak this a little bit let me just like put the instagram square like here or like like you said with the email put it there and it's like dude, it's the same thing with like, I I help people quit smoking. And you know, like in my other job, and, you know, it's sometimes hard if you're navigating a household where it's like, hey, my spouse or my significant other smokes. Okay, that's a lot different than if like no one else in your house smokes, right? So you have to be strategic, you have to say, all right, would you be willing to have a conversation of having them put their cigarettes away, you know, like in a drawer, or like, you know, there's a million ways that you can do this. But like, just these simple things like moving the ashtray into the garage, like, and and the crazy things too, is like when people, uh, you know, end up quitting smoking, like you have to get rid of like everything. You have to get rid of like the Bic lighters. You have to get rid of the ashtray. And they're like, well, I can use the lighter for candles. I'm like, you could, but (laughs) you should get a grill lighter, you know, like one of those long ones for, you know, your candles, because if you see a Bic lighter, it's just so ubiquitous with, you know, a, a pack of cigarettes that, your brain just sees that and you're like, oh, I'm still a smoker, you know? Imagine so That's
0: why they called it BIC because it's ubiquitous with smoking.
1: Dude, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Felix would be happy with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah um, but that's, but yeah, that's it's a crazy. great point. It's, it's the habits. It's not just the habit itself. It's the entire environment that can create triggers for that habit. Uh, I think it's just, like we said, it's not about being perfect. It's just about making these minor, it's like your life is a giant experiment and you get to redo or change the experiment every single day in order to see what kind of result you get. And if you Uh just feel empowered to make tiny little changes and then understand that you have to examine how that change recalibrated how you're doing things, eventually you find out the secrets. Eventually you find out what works, but you have to be open-minded enough to, number one, try different things and be creative with what you're trying. And number 2 reevaluate whether what you changed actually worked or not, because that is your metric for knowing if something's working or not. And I think that's something not a lot of, you know, it's just living a more examined life. And I think part of the underlying benefit of meditation is it gives you a, uh, essentially a chunk of time where you are able and can have the space to examine your life and determine is the shit I'm doing actually creating the kind of person I want to become, or am I doing crap that I don't like that I'm doing and have some time to think about, okay, well, how do I troubleshoot that? Or now I'm going to make a plan and right. it's just time to think like, Never before have we been deprived of solitude in than a time like now. And that's a really big problem. It doesn't give you the instant like solitude deprivation pain, like knee pain, right? So there's no, the indicator is so blurry. Like people don't associate I'm anxious all the time because I don't spend enough time alone with my thoughts. There's not a connection there. And Mm -hmm. so it can be a tough thing to solve, but just spending time with yourself, with your own thoughts on a walk meditating whatever it is you can look at a a leaf for 20 minutes it doesn't actually matter yeah we
1: actually found a a really good leaf on our walk earlier (laughs) (laughs) Yes. yes. Uh,
0: you can get i know i bought these plants i went right before everything started to close down there's this store that is gardening store and they had made they had a bunch of these really exotic plants for a uh, gardening show that got shut down so they're trying to clear them all out they're like like you pay like 50 bucks for these plants and they were like $15. So I'm like, dude, I got to buy a bunch of these. And all the leaves had these crazy fractal patterns. Says, yeah, through them. And I was like, I literally the other day sat cuz I have like um like a sitting desk right in front of the plants and I literally just stared at the plant for 10 minutes. And all I was trying to do was trace all the different paths of all these veins and I realized like that felt so good to just get lost in observing something. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you tell that to someone. They're like, you're a crazy person. Yeah. Who okay, cares? bro. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, I wish I could express this to you in ways that you would understand, but it's just not going to happen. Just,
1: yeah. I mean like they're just not ready. And like, think about this, like dude, like five years ago, you and I were totally different people, you know, yes. like, and, and, and like you're, you're always evolving and like, whether or not someone's like ready to dive into that experience or not. You know like they'll they'll get it when they get it you know and whether it's right. you know two years 20 years like hopefully it doesn't take too long but <laughs> you know and that's why i think these these tools like like meditation like going on a walk like you know doing a balance beam session hopping on a slack line going for climbing like being in a flow state like if you are able to give yourself these experiences you're more able to you know kind of sift through things and like deconstruct them and like like you had mentioned spending time to reflect, I think, and again, I think in our culture, we're, we're just so always needed to uh, have distractions, we need to like, you know, pop on social media, we need to do this. And I think the fact that now we're all quarantined, and you know, in our houses, and and having this more forced, you know, solidarity or alone time, and people are just yeah. now starting to have to deal with like, looking at their stuff and, and sifting through it. And, You know, I I made a post a couple days ago about like walking towards fear, and you know, it's something that I keep remembering. Like, it's one of those things. Like, oh yeah, I know that, but then I'll be like anxious about something or uncertain about something, and I was like, I just have to, I just have to walk towards this. Like, you know, pick it apart. Like, turn the stones over. Look at like what is causing me stress? Why is it causing me stress? Is there a is there good solution for it? Is there something that I have overlooked? Do I need to have a conversation with someone to kind of bounce ideas off of? And whenever I walk towards that fear or that doubt or that like scary thing and just like spend time sitting with it, it's never as bad. Like it's never that scary. And I'm just like, yeah. why was I so worked up over this? Like I, you know, I'll, I'll go back to my wife and I was like, I was so anxious about this for like no reason. Like it ended up not being a thing. And right. uh, you know, and I think like that's what meditation teaches you. Like it teaches you that you can reflect and and evaluate and, and that's the thing too, with like habit tracking, you can get as like analytic as you want or not, you know? And I think that that's the thing, like your habit tracker or your way of tracking or your way of evaluating is totally your way. Like make it your way, dive as deep as you want. Like, it's just like, you know, training. Like I know people who are training for rock climbing. They're like, I'm doing like 20% on my max RM hangs for seven on 10 off, like like the, these things. And it's like, that's cool. Like you're super nerdy with that. And, I, and I, I, I admire that. I respect that. But that's just not how I want to look at it. And that's fine. Right. You know, yep. and like, so with your habit tracker, you can really get as nitty gritty as you want. You could be like, you know, the times and what you did and like what you ate and all these things and track every aspect of your life. But if you hear that and you're starting to get like anxiousness over it and like hives, then don't do it. But just like put a check mark if you meditated that day like it it, it can just be so simple
0: it could be one thing like i remember um i spoke to someone and they were having trouble meditating because i think they were actually scared to be with their own thoughts but once they got over that barrier and and realized that leaning into that and actually just witnessing what's happening instead of getting caught up in emotions when it happens they were like okay i feel comfortable doing it now and their strategy was literally buy they went out to staples bought a calendar and every day they meditated they put a giant red x on the calendar that's amazing and then all they did was just string together one day then two days then three days and when they got by like five days they're like i actually want to fill this entire calendar with red x's mm-hmm. and then after that they expand and they're like okay now i can actually you know put more items on there that i want to do every day but it i think people underestimate the true power and james clear articulates this really well on atomic habits it's like the smallest shit can have the most powerful effects. If they are the first domino that you're able to let fall that you actually succeed at, then it leads into the next thing, right? That thing alone might not have a big effect, but the effect of achieving what you set out to do, even if it's tiny, if it's do one squat per day, I used to love this in the clinic, do one squat per day, do it with your coffee. And they're like, well, what's that going to do? I'm like, well, it's going to teach you to actually follow through on shit.
1: And <laughs> right? That's like that's the, that's the a lesson. lesson.
0: That's a way bigger lesson. Doing one squat a day isn't about the squat; it's about doing something you set out to do, and and tying it with something you already do every day. And I think that's a powerful lesson to just because it's really about reps. Habits are about reps. Mm-hmm. People and people recon-
1: like to start too macro, like they're they're just like yeah. I want to get a six pack, and you're like, let's let's rewind it a bit. Like you know I mean? yeah. let's start with a one pack. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like yeah, and and I I would not kid myself in saying that I don't do the same thing all the time but it's same. the ability to recognize and to readjust and to just be nice to yourself which you know like even like last week when I was getting in shitty habits I was just being a dick to myself I was like god oh, you're you're useless how can you not even wake up you did this you used to do this all the time how can you not even just get up at five instead of 5 15 and even though it's only 15 minutes I was like getting so upset with myself but it's like in the end it's like it's okay. Just, I'm going to work on it every day. I'm going to create different reminders, like literally just putting um, on a, my alarm clock in a different place was enough mm-hmm. of a my, was enough of a jumble to my brain that because I had to take those two extra steps, I got out of the rut and I was like, "Oh, I put this here because I want to wake up and not just mm-hmm. press it and go back to bed." And it's like the tiniest thing can make a big difference. Just it's like mindful cue mindfulness cues are sometimes way more useful than like really big habit um kind of cues that you're trying to build it's just like the tiniest thing and it just makes you think so
1: yeah dude and yeah. like so i i i talk about cues in the, the the sense of positive cues negative cues um but also i kind of came up with this idea of like a stale cue so you may have a cue that uh would be good like so for example, um, I had this like calendar pop up, that's like a recurring meeting to to call my grandfather. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at that. Like, I'm, I'm bad at remembering that. And so I put that on there. And for a while, it was really good. Like, it was like, Oh, pop up. All right, I'm gonna give him a call. Um, and, and now it, it's popped up so many times that like, I my brain just doesn't even register it. Like it'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll see it, I'll know it like, okay, call pop up. And then You know, and then I just like don't do it because it's it's a stale cue. It it doesn't have its effectiveness anymore. So, right, you you know, you may have had that alarm that you set that works well, but then for whatever reason, like maybe one time you had the pop up and you ignored it, and then that kind of regrooved that you know pattern or whatever, like whatever it was. But you just need to kind of set a new cue. So like that sticky note on your computer may have worked for a month or two. But now you need to set a new sticky note on the other side of your computer or a different color or change the wording or like set a push notification or like, whatever, like, you know, move your phone to a different part, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, oh, now I'm bad at this. It's like, no, it's just a stale cue and you just need to get a new we one.
0: Evaluate. Yep, I agree. And so it's just, I really think this is a powerful time for people to recognize habits and also work. I think the better you understand habits, the easier it is to know why you're not doing what you think you should be doing or why you're, you know, failing to do what you want to do. And it's just like, just recognizing if you understand that humans are built for habits, like it literally, ancestrally, it was very beneficial for us to put certain behaviors on autopilot so that we could pay attention to more important things. The problem is now it's so easy to do things that aren't good for our bodies without a consequence, right? Like we if you didn't move 5000 years ago, well you probably didn't get any food and you get would start by
1: a tiger yeah right exactly
0: <laughs> Dear, the tigers i sense tigers are on your brain these days
1: yeah dude i am tiger king just like blew my mind like <laughs> uh, I it yet. i'm gonna watch it this weekend oh please let I, me know what you think I, of it because it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> uh, classic
0: i've been hearing way too much stuff about it. it's killing me dude so just, yeah
1: like so it, i won't i won't give you any spoilers but like it's basically you know everyone is 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 just effed up and everyone is a bad person and you're like all right well this is the worst person clearly and you're like nope this person's awful like you know and it, it's it's pretty incredible it's like so the it's most, really
0: asshole king not tiger king
1: dude i don't yeah just i i can't wait to to talk to you about it
0: <laughs> all right i'll definitely watch it yeah so i think uh physical so even the thing with social isolation i mean mm-hmm. i think people think social isolation means literally you must isolate from all, from everything. But in, in reality, a
1: dark room, stare in a corner. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and in reality, it's physical. I think the, the tag social isolation was such a shitty initial tag. Like it should just be physical isolation, right? You're not, you don't want to, you can't give someone the virus through a phone and connecting socially when you can't connect physically is actually way more important. So I think, you know, we've been doing a lot more connecting just randomly because we have the time and, and it seems like we just prioritize it. Um, but I think people need to almost make a pact with others to connect socially because it's easy to not prioritize things sometimes Mm -hmm. like a phone call or it's easy to take it for granted. And, um, you know, I, I also don't think that like a business, like a work meeting isn't really connecting. It's just talking about some shit that you have to talk about, but like calling up someone that you can just have a fun, lighthearted conversation with and connect with and, and actually give them your full Like, I saw someone the other day on a phone call, like on this Bluetooth headset, talking Mm -hmm. to someone, browsing shit on their phone. I was like, it's so, you can imagine how many people might be doing that, Mm -hmm. that aren't really focusing their full attentional density into the conversation they're having because they have the opportunity to do something else. And it was like, it was just a beautiful illustration of how distraction prone we are, where we can't even have a conversation and just focus on talking to the other person.
1: Yeah, so. man, like if you want more quality connection, like you just have to be in that conversation. And, you know, and I I, I think it is I, I kind of always knew it and I kind of always embodied it. But like once we got back from Costa Rica, like we just had so many quality chats of just like, hey, this chat was 20 minutes or this chat was uh, was it two hours? I have no idea. Like and then this person came. But like, you know, like time kind of warps and like the the surrounding kind of goes away and you're just like totally connected with that person. And, you know, I, I've been, I've been trying to bring that over into these virtual experiences. Like, uh, the other day, yesterday, um, we had a video chat with, uh, one of my wife's like really good friends from high school and, uh, her partner and they're in New York We're in Pittsburgh. And I had this moment where, you know, we had wine, we, we actually put some like frozen pineapple and like a a wine to like make it fancy. (laughs) She's looking at me shaking her head, but fancy fancy wine, Yeah. (laughs) But like, it, it was just it was like, oh, this is so nice. And then I, I just took a moment to like, look, and I just saw them on the camera, like, uh, you know, sitting on the floor, like Cecil's there on the couch. And it's just like, wow, this is a really great moment. Like, I'm really glad we're catching up with these two, just because mm-hmm. like, we, they mean so much to us. Like, we, we love them so much. And I was just like, wow, you can have a quality, meaningful experience in this kind of like, video zoom setting and you know have it be powerful you know if you if your phones are down if everything else is off and you're just like truly connecting
0: yeah i realized that the other day i'm like obviously connecting in person is the most rich interaction experience yeah but if you put all the nutrients of connection you know like touch intonation body language um you know, all of these little subtle nutrients that, that combine to create a very rich meal of interaction. If you write those all on the list, you can get a huge amount of them with a video call that is like pretty good resolution. Like it's pretty insane, right? You don't get the touch. You don't get um, maybe as much body language, but you get most of it. And I think it's a, like, imagine we lived in a time where this happened and we didn't have video calls like imagine how how different the world would be if we couldn't connect remotely during a time where we were forced to physically isolate it'd be like like the Trail.
1: yeah (laughs) like yeah like and and that's interesting thing and i think it's only going to get better too like we were talking about that yesterday i think and we're just talking (laughs) about like how you know it's crazy that we can talk from australia to germany to canada to to the states and like have us all here and, and and have a pretty like you know there's a couple hiccups and like Drags and stuff, but like I man like I think in the next like couple months like it's gonna get even more optimized because they realize like Everyone is going to be using these Platforms and it's just gonna get yeah. better. So think of it like in six months or a year Is gonna be pretty crystal clear and pretty zero lag and latency. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a powerful tool And that's the thing too uh, You know and what I try and help people with like social media is that you need to put more of yourself out there like if you want to have true connection you have to you have to be good at communicating, and like the two forms of communication are how well can you talk in a video and how well can you write like you talk um and those two things are super important because then people actually know the real you and they're actually able to like build that trust and build that bridge of like, "Hey, you know I, I kind of like what this person's about, and you know it, it's just the difference of are you sharing enough of that or are you just trying to share this like very polished facade of what you think people want to see
0: yeah i uh dude i agree so much and i think interactions on social media i've learned to look at as like almost this um this bargaining of vulnerability Mm -hmm. where the more vulnerable you are with you know just putting your true person your true self if you even know what that true self is because i think some people get so lost in the game of acting on social media, that they actually lose touch with the pulse of what, who they actually are, what they like to do, how they like to act. It's like, however you act around your siblings, when you're just maybe even after a few <laughs> <Yeah>. years, like, <laughs> can you act like that with the right. world? Are you comfortable with that? And I think when you demonstrate vulnerability, where you're just like dancing or acting like yourself, then the other person's like, oh, I'm sensing that they're acting like themselves. I'm going to act like myself a little bit more. Yeah. And it, the it, people that you have crazy deep interactions with are just people where no one cares about being vulnerable cuz there's enough trust built there that they know the other person is not going to judge them is not going to make fun of them and it's just like to get yeah, to man. that point is is sometimes hard for people but it's so rewarding
1: i mean you kind of give permission for other people to kind of be more of themselves and to kind of let their guard down you know and i think that yeah. being in this time like i it really makes me happy when i see you know like my friends who, you know, like they're not, you know, creating anything for like a social media presence or a business or anything, but they're just like sharing like, Hey, I made these raviolis. Here's a time lapse or Hey, I made this bread. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool that you are learning that or doing that or, you know, and it's just, you know, sharing that I think is such a cool experience. And, and that's the thing too. Like, I, I remember this one, I, actually met james uh like tfc australia and we were in costa rica and solid room set up, by the way it's just me uh, <laughs> and james and felix <laughs> so that was a great uh, combo dude it was so good I, when i saw that was uh, the arrangement i was like all right that'll be fun but anyways when i when i actually met james and when i actually met felix i was like wow like there, there's so much more depth to you guys uh than you know than i knew like i was like and i was telling james hey man i kind of kind of knew who you were, but, like, not really. Um, and then, like, once we actually started having these conversations, it was, like, way more potent. But, like, like we always come back to, in-person is going to be the most potent form of communication. But if you can't have that, like, in this time, or, like, if that form of work or interaction or whatever it doesn't allow for that, um, you need to bring more of that to social media to, to be able to actually have those real connections. Because when I talked to James, I was like, yeah, man, like, you're really funny and you have really like interesting ideas and like it's just way more enjoyable when you actually get to hear you present and actually you being you is way more enjoyable way more fun than like a very corporate polished like version of like hey here's this information on how to prove this it's like no man like throwing your language throwing your jokes throwing like your laughter like that's yeah that's your signature to... don't yeah. don't
0: leave things on there with like it's Cause it's so, and we've me, James, and Felix uh, have started to kind of send videos to each other. Yeah, just
1: same. James more and I send videos yeah. to each other.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it because you get so much more from it. It's it's like eerie how much you feel like you're literally right beside them. But it also puts reps in to just be more comfortable being yourself and mm-hmm. sending someone a video, so that some of that comfort carries over and kind of almost like chips away at the at the outer protective layer that you use on your normal content stuff and just allows you to create way better shit that you might have been scared to do but now you're like it's way better this way it feels better and i think it'll resonate with people better
1: exactly and like that's the thing too you're you're just building sets and reps of like tearing down the the humility you know of it and, and being like oh well that wasn't a great take it's like screw it record it film it send it post it whatever it is and yeah. and that's the thing too like I, I think it's important to put a pin in you don't have to share everything about your life like there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of there's a lot of my life that is private and and I I keep it that way and yeah. you know you get to really and when and I, I tell people this like you get to choose what you share I mean it's just like with anything I mean it can still be you know your quote-unquote highlight reel that's fine but like you need to put like your your quips and your isms and your 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 jokes and like the things that make you you and like the the quirky weird things like you need to put enough of that in there like the real form of you so that people can actually like connect to you in that way but you don't have to like I think people have this hang up where it's like well I don't want to share my personal life I'm like you don't fucking have to like you know it's like yeah exactly you you get to choose and you know and that's the thing but if you can give people enough of these like you said, these like nutrients of like conversation and and to have enough to go off of, then you get way better connection. Yeah, I agree.
0: So moral of the story with this podcast, the big the big chunks are be mindful of your habits, right? Acknowledge and and sort of examine. Like I think journaling is something that is super super powerful because it gives you the chance to just write down in real time each day. This is what I liked about my day. This is what I didn't like. And then gives you a chance to review those and see, okay, well, I didn't like this. So I'm going to try this and see if I can get rid of that. Or I want to do more of this. So I'm going to make sure to prioritize that tomorrow. It just literally writing things down, for me at least, has just reinforced that examination of what, am I, what did I do today and how do I make tomorrow better or how do I have more of the better stuff tomorrow? And I think that's powerful. So just yeah. examining behaviors
1: it's like a it's like a rudder to check in with yourself
0: yeah and then be more of yourself on social media yeah. and watch tiger king or whatever it's watch
1: called. tiger king yeah 100%. <laughs> like that, that if there, there's any takeaway from this podcast it's just watch that
0: well <laughs> i noted that's noted i will watch <laughs> it within the next couple of days anyway clayton i appreciate you taking the time it's always great having chats um and uh you know we we should do these more frequently and we were even talking how you know next week we'll try and do something with um, with a video feed included so that you get even more of those nutrients. So people can actually see us talking if they're interested, and uh, in seeing our, our mugs. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I think it does give a different level of, of, uh, engagement if people want the visual side. So mm-hmm. anyway, we hope that this benefited everyone in terms of some helpful tips to implement or think of, um, during these weird times. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.